What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LSD Experience. I am D. Anthony. That's your boy Lucas right there. How have you been, bro? Good, man. As always, how you been this week? I've been great, actually. Very, very good. Um, So before we jump into anything, I got to ask everybody here, go ahead and smash that like button. Hit the sub button if you're on YouTube. Also, follow us if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, any of the other uh, places you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to hit that notification bell if you are on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming content because I'm telling you we got some crazy ones. But for this week, I thought we would do the scariest moments ever caught on television. Okay. Oh, so, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you excited for this one? Yeah, I am. Good, good, good. So you know it's tradition before we get into anything. Have you learned anything new this week? Did you know that male seahorses are the one that get pregnant? I actually did know that. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty crazy, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just like the first one that came to my mind. I don't know. It's a little random one I knew, but uh, just a little fun fact. Yeah, that's actually crazy. I wonder why. Do you know why? I actually don't. Because, like, I just don't understand how it works. So if he has the swimmers and everything, yeah. how, how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd do a little weird. research into that. Why not? Yeah. Well, so the first one I wanted to talk about was the death of Christine Chubbick. Have you ever heard of that one? No, I don't think so. Okay, so this photo is a picture of a woman who changed television forever. Really? So Christine Chubbick, she was a news anchor originally at this news station called WWSB. It was in like Southwest Florida. But because she was so good at her job, she eventually ended up hosting her own show. It was called the Suncoast Digest. So it was weird because leading up to the day of the event that I'm speaking of, she had volunteered to do a piece about suicide uh, to to her producers, and they were like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. So while doing research, she ended up talking to this cop, um, and she was asking him, like, hey, what is the most common like ways people do this? How do they go about it? And the cop was just like, I mean, he took it as, okay, she's doing research to write an article and, and do a whole segment about it, right? So then she started getting even deeper. Okay, like what weapon do they use? Like how do they angle it? Like what all of this stuff. So the cop ended up giving her very detailed description, showed her how to like hold a firearm and how to do it in order to be the most effective, told her this is the way that we see people do it the most often. And so obviously thought nothing of it. This is she's writing a news article about it, right? Obviously hindsight is 2020. She she her coworkers after this day of this event remembered her joking with one of them saying, wouldn't it be crazy if I blew myself away on live television? And they just laughed it off and were like, oh, because she seemed so happy and so like not even an option of something she would do. Like, so they just took it as a joke and moved on. Right. So on the morning of July 15th, her coworkers remember her being more happy and cheerful than normal. Mm. They said that she was super. Um, Seems like at peace. So. Yes, absolutely. She seems so like enthusiastic about the day and ready to like take it on way more than she normally was. Right. Mm -hmm. But they didn't think anything of it. They thought maybe she just had a good night's sleep or she's excited about her segment. Right. Mm -hmm. But she started off the day by telling the producers of the show, I need to read. I want to be the one to read the, the, the opening news. Right. Which was weird because she never did that. Mm hmm. But they were like, okay, I mean, I guess, pop off, right? 
So after reading about eight minutes of headlines for all the news that had happened throughout the day, she started talking about this shooting that happened at a local restaurant the night before. Once she finished it, she looked directly in the camera and she said, and I quote, in keeping with WXLT practice of presenting the most immediate and complete reports of local blood and guts news, TV 40 presents what is believed to be a television first in live color, exclusive coverage of an attempted sewer slide. She then pulled out a gun, placed it behind her ear, and pulled the trigger. Now, it, it, they, witnesses reported that her body jerked forward so violently and like crashed against the desk. And it's crazy because there's no footage of, of what happened. It was immediately destroyed, right? But it was said to have been seen in hundreds of thousands of people's homes. Yeah, homes, like who were watching the news. So her family ended up suing the news station and, like I said, got all of the footage destroyed. But it was believed that a couple of copies had survived, right? Mm -hmm. And this had become such a big, like, event in the world. And even years afterwards, it became like a... It became like a staple piece for people who like, like, blood and gore, right? And so, so many people want to see this footage for whatever reason or another. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of conspiracies about whether or not more like this footage exists. Well, the widow of the producer of the show, after he had passed, his wife came out and said that she had a copy of the event because her husband had kept it in order to remember, I don't know, whatever happened, right? Um, and she said the only reason she still has it is in remembrance of him, but she will never have like give it to anyone. Right. So obviously after this came out, like I said, there's a cult following behind this video of people who want to see it. She was getting harassed, people telling her, release the video, release the video. And so apparently she gave it to a trust fund for them to put away and for it to never be seen or heard ever again. Right. But there was a copy apparently uploaded on youtube a couple of years ago it was uploaded to one channel and a lot of people say it's a reenactment because it's um it's almost impossible to think that somebody would have a copy of this right because this is in the 70s and a lot of people didn't have vhs's yet they were super expensive and only like super upper class people had them and who what are the chances someone in that small town would be like actually Just recording, recording the yeah. news on their vhs you know, yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's improbable. Right. So but they they claimed that it was real footage. They uploaded it to YouTube and a lot of people said it looked very realistic and it could have been real. But eventually the video was deleted. The page took it down. They privated it. And there hasn't been any other copies of that video reported. Right. But there was a a, a page who posted. The audio claiming the audio from the video but if they have the audio from the video then that means that a copy of the video must exist right mm-hmm. but the audio plays and it people who are who knew her and are close to her said that that is her voice and it has been proven that that audio was real so that video must be out there somewhere somebody has it but hopefully it never comes to the light of day but yeah that was a moment that changed television because before that there were no tape delays right mm-hmm. Live television was live television happening at that moment. The only delay would be like 
what delay it took for the signal to go from the news station to your television. But now news, a lot of live television is delayed by like five seconds, five to 10 seconds in order to be able to cut out stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a moment that really changed TV. So she seemed to be suffering silently for a while then. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, because everybody close to her said she seemed completely normal. Like they would never have guessed that anything was that she would even think about doing something like that. You know? Yeah. Honestly, that story reminds me of uh, Sky King. Have you ever heard of him? No, I don't think so. The story of the Sky King has to be one of the saddest stories out there. man. Really? It's the story of Richard Bebo Russell. He was a ground service agent at the Seattle-Tacoma Airport in Washington. And back in 2018, he hijacked a plane and then flew it. He actually flew it and uh, was flying around and doing, like, aerial maneuvers, everything like that. And the uh, hell? Yeah, he did. There's no one else on board. He did it okay. as he was filling up, I believe. And, uh, but he ended up actually taking his own life. Oh no. Yeah. And there's actually a a video I'd like you to watch with me. Uh, it's like recordings of him talking to the air traffic controller guys while he's flying. And you'll, you'll understand when you see it, like why it's so sad and why a lot of people connect with this guy. Okay. And, uh, it's going to disappoint them to to hear that I did this. It's not about Um, his family. I would like to apologize every one of them um, just a broken guy got a few screws loose I guess never really knew it until now I'm gonna land it huh? like uh, in a safe safe kind of manner Think I'm, uh, is this him flying I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to do a barrel roll and if that goes good I'm just gonna nose down and call the night well Rich before you do that uh Let's think about and the air yeah, traffic control people were being so like, uh, here in well, yeah, yeah, I was talking to him. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. be able to give you some advice on what to do next. Um, just kind of lightheaded, dizzy. Um, man, and you know, the sights went by so fast. Too. I was thinking, like, I'm gonna have this moment of serenity, you know, I'll be able to take all, in all the sights. Uh, there's a lot of pretty stuff, but, uh, I think they're prettier in a different context. Hmm. That last part really got me, bro. I think they're prettier in a different context. And honestly, I was just thinking about it more, man, when he was talking about how, like, you know, he thought he'd have more time to look at the sights, but it all went by pretty quick. It's almost, if you think about it, like a metaphor for life, you know? Like... And it's just crazy because when you hear him talk, it's just it seems like just a normal guy, you know, that like, you know, you'd go grab a drink with or, you know, hop on, you know, Xbox on, play some video games with. Like, he just seemed like a really cool guy. It's just uh, it's really sad, you know, that like stuff like that, like mental problems like that exist and they can like really affect you to that yeah. degree. And it's crazy that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the truth in his case, but with a lot of people like there will be signs, you know, mm-hmm. like there's signs that people need help. But we, I think that the problem is that we're so caught up in our own lives and our own, like, let's get it done, be productive, be the best I can be that we forget about the people around us, you know, and we forget about checking on 
Hey, how have you been today? What's going on in your life? What, like, how can I help you? You know, that could go a long way. Like maybe if someone in his life had done that, he would still be here today. But that's just, I think that's a, that's an issue that's going on in America and, and in the world. So yeah, just an awful situation that, that actually is really sad. I honestly thought it was going to go a completely different direction, but. Yeah. And like when he was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to try a barrel roll and then nose dive and call it a night. Yeah. It's just like. And yeah. He ended up, did end up crashing into like an island that no one was on though. So he just, he didn't want to hurt anyone else. Well, to go in a completely different direction, and I mean, this one's no better. I I guess this whole episode is just going to be sad and gloomy, but I wanted to tell you about the time a serial killer was on a dating show. What? Okay, so I want you to watch this video and just tell me, like, how you feel. What, like, what's the vibes that it's giving you, right? Okay, and we're going to start by having them say hello to you and see how they sound. Number one. Would you say hello to Cheryl, please? We're going to have a great time together, Cheryl. Okay. And here we go. Bachelor number one. Yes. What's your best time? The best time is at night. Nighttime. Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but nighttime is when it really gets good. Then you're really ready. What's crazy about it is that he killed all of his victims at night. So, let me tell you this story. So, Robert Alcala, he was a serial killer who was believed to have killed between... Well, has confirmed... It has been confirmed that he killed at least four people. But he also admitted to another four, and then... But he wasn't charged for them. But it's believed that he could have killed upwards of 130 people. Oh, my God. So one of the scariest parts about this entire case is that he was actually convicted of the essay of an eight-year-old in 1970, right? But he only served 34 months. 34 months. And it's because the mother of the eight-year-old didn't want her daughter to have to testify against him in court and have to face him and deal with all of that. And so because of that, he only got 34 months. And then in 1978, that's when he made the appearance on this show called uh, The Dating Game. So the premise of the show is that there's three guys and they try to win a date with uh, The Bachelorette, right? Her name was Cheryl. So he act- he actually ended up winning the show. Mm-hmm. She picked him to be her winner. But afterwards, she said backstage after the show was over... She was so creeped out by him that she never wanted to speak to him again. So when they win the show, this is 1978. So you got to think like this is before reality show was reality TV was super staged, right? They really wanted this to work out so that they could be like, well, we've, we've made love happen. Mm -hmm. So they, they planned on like buying them an expensive trip and paying for all expenses paid and to really allow them to like hit it off. Yeah. Give them a, give it a go. All right. But she ended up being so scared of him that she refused to ever speak to him again. She left the show and never heard from him again. I wonder what she said to him. Like, I don't know. Her, yeah, yeah, what he said oh, that made be, her creepy. Yeah, wait, my bad. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what he said to her. You yeah. know? No, I know. I, I don't know. But maybe it was just the vibe he gave off. Yeah. But because of that, because of that split second decision that she made, it probably saved her life. Which is terrifying to think about. 
that one small moment, like that little gut feeling can yep. really like change the whole trajectory that yeah. your life's going on. And it, it makes, it. yeah, it makes me think like, I wonder how many times we've like almost been in the same situation, right? Mm-hmm. And just a split second decision, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to go in the gas station. I'm just going to, I'll just. I'll be fine making it home. Mm-hmm. Right. Like something like that. How many times have you made a decision like that? Mm. That ended up saving your life and you have no idea about it, dude. That's ter- like, that's terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's so crazy. You know, it reminds me of this one story. Have you ever heard of the battle of North Hollywood? I don't think so. The battle of North Hollywood is an incident where LAPD SWAT and police officers trade almost 2000 rounds of ammunition with two bank robbers in in the middle of the city in like in downtown like in north hollywood yeah what yeah it's it's crazy actually these guys came in like fully decked out so let me tell you the story okay so larry phillips jr and emil matasorano they met at a gold's gym okay they became fast friends it's crazy because they were from two different parts of the world like one was from was born and raised in L.A. Mm-hmm. Another one was an immigrant, I believe, from, like, Romania. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But the thing that kills me is because it always seems like in these situations, like, the cops pull them over before they really start on their spree, and then... Somehow they get away. Yeah, or, like, a little slap on the wrist, yep. even though everything's pointing, like, hey, these guys... Should be looked at, like, stopped. Yeah, like, a little bit more under the mo- microscope, you know? In 1993, they were pulled over by a police officer. Okay. Guess what they had in their car? Um... I have no idea, bro. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off a list for you. Okay. Oh, by the way, it was a stolen rental car too. Jesus. Okay. But inside of that stolen rental car, they had a Glock 17 with a 33 round extended mag, oh 1700 gosh. rounds of ammo, th- three 75 round drum mags, six smoke bombs, two IEDs, a gas mask, wigs, three California license plates, and hair coloring. What? the hell were they planning on doing and what did the cops see this and they're just like oh they're going to a party yeah they they like to do dress up while they go down to the gun range so did they not get in any trouble guess how long they went to jail for i don't even want to guess because it's gonna piss me off under a year oh my gosh bro that's insane that is crazy they were obviously planning a like heist yeah uh, it, it, it's very it's very shocking wow. so so like i said they spent about a year in jail mm-hmm. i guess they spent another year just cooling off because in 1995 you know those brink trucks yeah well they followed one and when one of the guards went to the back to open it up they opened fire on them i believe they struck both the guards but they both survived but they ended up walking away with i think around one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. oh my gosh so after that incident, they were given the name the AK-47 Bandits. Okay. And so they try, just tried to rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. They tried to hit another Brink truck. But as the guy opened up the back and they started opening fire, the truck took off. And uh, they they chased them for a while. But eventually they just peeled off because they didn't want to get caught. Yeah. And they ended up setting that car on fire. Hopefully not another rental. Right. 
So after that incident, they wanted to, or after that, they wanted to upgrade. They wanted to level up, you know what I mean? So yeah. they went from brink trucks to banks. Oh, man, that's, I mean, but like, bro, they just got away with so much money. Like, what? learn to, learn when enough is enough. Yeah. Like, oh, geez. You think that was a lot of money? Their first bank, they walked First in, bank, they have multiple. I spoiled a little bit, but yes, okay. Their first bank, they come in. Shoot up in the air a little bit. They're in and out in six minutes with $750,000. And you said this is when? 1995. Bro, so, so they're like modern day money. That's like, that's a couple million. Yeah. Then within the same month, they hit a second bank for 800000 Oh my So that's like $1.5 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. million, which in today's money is probably like three to four. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So after that second bank robbery, the FBI changed their moniker to the High Incident Bandits, mm -hmm. and then they then they tried for their third bank. Right. It was a Bank of America on uh, it was Bank of America number three eighty four. It was right near a freeway, so they had easy way to go on the freeway and try to get out of there as quickly as possible. And normally when bank robbers try to rob a bank they want it to be on a corner there's more ways of entry and exit mm -hmm. but this bank of america actually had the full area so it had like the full lot so it had both corners so it was like it was even more advantageous yeah. for them more ways to get in and out they actually end up going in there Full decked out in Kevlar, like head to toe. They mm. are ready for war. Yeah. And just so happens, uh, LAPD officer Martin Carrillo happened to be doing patrol nearby and just, he saw them. Like, yeah. how unlucky you got to be for a bank robber. He saw you walk on, in there. On the way in. Just yeah. like, yeah. So he called it in. He, you know, it's starting to get flooded with uh, police officers. Yeah. They actually shoot through the bulletproof glass because their weapons are so high caliber. It's only made for like nine mils and stuff. Wait, who? The the, the bank robbers. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the bank robbers shoot through the glass in the bank because they're robbing it. Mm -hmm. They thought that there was going to be $2 million in there. Okay. Only 303000 Hmm. Which is nothing compared to what they what they've been hitting for, yeah. yeah. And now, so by the point that they realize that there's not as much money as they thought, they put it in their bags. They're trying to get everything ready to go. They realize something's a little bit off. Mm -hmm. They notice that like they're really only hearing sounds of the freeway, not really like cars going back and forth and stuff. Yeah. So they get a little bit weirded out, and next thing you know, die packs start going off in their bags, mm. and. Are they still in the bank at this point? Yeah. Okay. So Larry Phillips, he actually walks out of the bank and just decides, decides to start spraying. Mm. And he hits, I, think, I believe he injures seven in, seven officers and three civilians. Oh, no. Yeah. And they actually turned, there's a dentist's office right near there. Mm -hmm. They turned it into like an emergency, like a makeshift emergency room. That's crazy. For the injured people. And then... And the cops realizing that they were like overpowered yeah. or outgunned. Yeah, they actually went into a gun shop near there and like raided it. Wow! And took some of their weapons. So they That's could crazy. Come back and like, yeah, really bring the firepower. Yeah. By this point, SWAT's shown up. It, it's crazy. Like, and Larry Phillips realizing like, there's no way out of this. Mm -hmm. He turns the gun on himself and in. 
Oh, man. And then Matt Orsino, he tries to run out and hijack a, like a civilian's truck. Mm-hmm. It's not working out, and an officer happens to get two lucky sh- shots in on his foot. And he, like, collapsed on the ground. And he starts firing at the officers. He gets lit up. He, I think he gets shot 29 times. Oh, my gosh. And as the cop is coming over to him, he's... Matarcino says, like, in me. And the cop was like, I'll see you in court. But mm. Matarcino didn't last an hour because of all the, uh, all the wounds. Mm. Do you know how many times he got shot? 29. Oh, man. That's crazy, bro. After this incident, the Pentagon sent the LAPD 600 M16s. Oh, my gosh. And they instituted the patrol rifle policy. Yeah. Where, like, every patrol car has a rifle in it now. Oh, man. And uh, by the end of this entire thing, the LAPD had fired... 1200 rounds while the pair of bank robbers had fired 650 rounds that's insane all while being broadcast on live tv wow bro imagine turning on the news and you just see that that is actually crazy that's insane so speaking of turning on the news this one is crazy bro this wait till you hear this story so let me tell you about the news reporter and cameraman that were killed on live television So Allison Parker and her cameraman, Adam Ward. So they were interviewing this lady named Vicki Gardner when this guy named Vester Lee Flanagan, he was a news reporter who used to work for the same news station, but he was fired like six months prior because he was being super creepy. Right. Mm -hmm. So many people reported that he was like inappropriate and like not maybe not sexually, but like the jokes he would make and that he was weird and they just felt so uncomfortable around him. So they ended up firing him. It starts off the shot of the beach, right? And then it it pans over and, and the shot is of uh, Allison and Vicky during their interview. Then you just hear shots start going crazy, right? The camera falls and then it tilts up and there's one frame where it shows who's shooting and it's Vester. So Vester had shot 15 times. And all the while, while while this is happening, you just hear Allison screaming, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, over and over again. And then they cut back to the news station and you could see the lady's face is just like traumatizing. She says, oh, I don't, I don't know what happened there, but we'll, let's move on to something else. But you could see it and hear it in her voice. Like she knows what just happened, what just happened, but she can't, like she has to stay professional for all the people Watching. viewing, right? So... What ended up happening was Vester actually went on Twitter after the incident and said that Allison had made racist comments toward him and he reported it and they still hired her and ended up firing him. And then they said the cameraman was reported him to HR after only working with him for one day. And so he thought that was race related. And then he said, I, I recorded the whole shooting. Go watch it on Facebook. And then he posted he, on Facebook. He then ended up posting it both on Facebook and Twitter. And in his footage, you could see him have a gun in his hand. And then he shoots first at Allison 15 times. And then he shoots at the other two. Vicky ended up doing an interview like a year later. So the cameraman and the and the and Allison ended up dying. Um. But Vicky survived, and she said in an interview, she said after he had shot her a couple of times, 
uh, she was just laying there like trying to play dead. And then she heard him coming toward her and she, she thought in her head, like, this is it. This is how I go. And then she just knew he was going to shoot her in the head, but he ended up shooting her in the back and then he left and she ended up surviving. And she said that she had to fight through so much like emotional and physical like damage and trauma, and trauma and like all of it. Yeah. And so she said it's, it's taken her so long to get to where she is. And this wasn't even that long ago. This is like 2014, 2015. Like, but yeah, that, that moment was one of the craziest ones and nobody seems to know about it. It was such a big thing. So Flanagan ended up taking cops on like a high speed chase and ended up crashing his car into this ditch. And then he ended up turning a gun on himself and taking his own life. So there were never any answers as to why this happened or anything. That's just two lives gone and one that is permanently changed and scarred forever. All for nothing. Overwork? Yeah. It's Over just a work. Job? Yeah, it's work. That's See, I feel like it's a problem, like, especially maybe in this modern age in America, especially it's the fact of, like, we view our jobs too much as, like, yeah. a part of our identity and, like, yeah. who we are and it's our just lives. Work. And it's just, like... It's just a job. Like you yeah. can go and find another job. Like, Absolutely, I agree why 100%. throw away your life and someone else's for nothing for for work? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy situation, and it's so crazy that all of these moments were like captured on live TV. Like there were people who saw this in real time. But I think that that is all the time we have today. Thank you. If you made it to this point in the video, we love you so much. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Make sure to smash that follow button if you're on Spotify. Also, hit the like button. It helps us out tremendously. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that notification bell so you can be notified whenever we post more content like this. Or even if it's different, you know, you never know what the LSD family might drop, you know? But we love you guys so much. We got to get out of here. But we'll see you next week. Ah.